And good morning. Welcome to Christmas in October at First Baptist Church, our big event that we uh, give to our missionaries so that they can enjoy a great Christmas abroad and be encouraged to continue to serve the Lord overseas. We'd like to begin with a hymn, number 201, Christmas Hymns. Hymnals are available uh, in the chair, underneath the chair in front of you. And if you're physically able to, would you stand together with us as we sing, Oh, come all ye faithful. Welcome to Christmas in October. We're so glad you could come out and be with us this morning. And we are looking forward to this service. It's a highlight of the year. Uh, we're so excited about trying to be a blessing and help to our missionaries. A couple things I wanted to remind you about. It's part of Christmas in October. We have a, a dinner tonight in the Family Life Center. Uh, service starts at 6 o'clock. We'll have a meal and there'll be a devotion. Uh, just a great time. And if you've signed up to bring food for that, uh, Bring it by 5.45, bring it, in a, if you can, in a pan that's easy to serve out of, and uh, hope you can be there tonight. Say, well, I knew nothing about it, please come. Love you to be part of that service tonight. Um, we are short on time, but I, I, I'd be remiss not to mention two things that are happening this week. To on Tuesday, we have Senior Adult Lunch. So if you're a Senior Adult and you haven't signed up yet for our lunch, that's Tuesday. Uh, the sign-up sheet's back there. And a real big event this Wednesday is the Awana Fair. And we look forward to that. Uh, we'll be back in the, uh, again, the gym area. We'll have all kinds of games for children. A great alternative to Halloween. We, we could still use some help, and we could use some candy and cakes. Uh, there's a treasure chest in the back there if you want to bring individually wrapped candy. You can still do that and throw that in that, that treasure chest back there. And we can use that to be uh, a blessing to the children. Um, so we hope you can come and be part of that. 6.45 to 8.15, it's for two years old through sixth six grade. If you're an adult and you come, you, you could probably slip a piece of candy in your pocket, all right? It'd probably be all right. 
But uh, we hope you can come be part of that. One other thing, uh, miss being in the bulletin, our, our youth are having an event this Saturday, uh, 3 to 6. Uh, you can get more details from uh, Chad Martin. He can tell you what's going on with that if you're a youth. Again, thank you for coming. Let's bow and open our service with a word of prayer. Uh, Father, we do thank you for this time. Father, we look forward to this every year. And Father, you've blessed so richly, uh, uh, and we're, we're so grateful for that, how you provided for your people to be a help and encouragement to the missionaries uh, that we support, Lord. And, and we pray that that would happen again this year, uh, that people would give and that it would be an encouragement to the people out in the field, but an encouragement to the people here at the church when they see what's given. Father, um, getting out the gospel is the main thing, and uh, we're thankful for our missionaries out there getting out the gospel and teaching people God's word. And Father, help us just get a real burn for that uh, in our hearts here this morning. Father, we pray if someone comes and, and they don't know for sure uh, that their sins have been forgiven, they have everlasting life, that they would understand what Jesus has done for them, how he died on the cross for them and paid for their sins and was buried and rose again and offers eternal life as a gift to those who will receive it uh, by faith. And, Father, we thank you. That's a, a salvation we can know we have. So, Father, we just, again, ask for your blessing now in our time. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen.
song for us together. Number 196, Angels We Have Heard on High. Give you a moment. If you'd like to turn in your hymnal, you may do so. We'll allow our uh, adult choir, as we begin to sing, we'll allow them to be dismissed. Angels we have heard on my sweetly singing o'er the plains and the
Let's sing together. Number 194, if you'd like to use your hymnal, Joy to the World. Sing together number 205, Infant, Lowly, Infant, Holy. And 
the songs we sing of shepherds on a hillside of goodwill and peace the lights on every tree and all the gifts we bring in every part of christmas we see our king for he Watching over us all, and he is the peace that wise men still seek. A savior born that we might live, he is the gift. strength he offers all our days pure and perfect blessings all wrapped in his grace and when the lights come down the moments disappear but he who gives us everything will still be Savior born that we might live, he is the gift. A Savior born that we might live, he is the Number 213, the first Noel. Our men's trio will come as we conclude our first verse. The first
my breath, my sunshine, my all in all, the great Creator became my Savior, and all God's fullness dwelleth in me. Down from His glory, ever living story, my God and Savior came, and Jesus was His name, born in a manger, to His own a stranger, a man of sorrows, tears, and Thank you, gentlemen. Number 208, ring the bells.
At this time, we'd like to show you a pictures of all the missionaries we presently support. Each one of these will be recipients of the offering that we take up today, and we're divided evenly among them. About a month and a half ago, I wrote them a letter, an email, and I asked them, would you uh, share with us what this offering means to you? And boy, did I give an overwhelming response. In fact, got so many we could not share it, read them all at one service. We've been, if you notice, we've read several of them already at the beginning of this month. We're going to read several during this service at this time. We read some during the early service, and we'll read some during the evening service too. So as we show these pictures, there'll be about four or five of them. We're going to pause and read one of their letters that they wrote expressing their gratitude and with, uh, for the offering that we're going to send them. So these are the missionaries that we are giving our Christmas October offering to. sacrifice much each year. Lastly, we're reminded of the word fellowship. In 2 Corinthians 8, the Macedonian churches desired to send a gift to the church in Jerusalem through Paul. He writes of these churches, praying us with much entreaty that we would receive the gift and take upon us the fellowship of the ministering to the saints. 2 Corinthians 8, 4. Their gift was another way to fellowship with the Jerusalem saints by ministering to them. We are blessed to know that First Baptist Church is continually fellowshipping with us even though we're half a world away. Thank you for your fellowship and friendship. I could say more, much, much more, but I will not for the sake of your time. 
You folks are such an encouragement to us. We appreciate your love and prayers very much. We look forward to seeing you again when we can enjoy a more personal fellowship. Until that time, please keep serving Jesus there as we serve him here. Your servants in Africa, Nathan and Christian Childs. Dear Pastor Peterson and brethren at First Baptist, we would like to start by saying thank you so much for the great blessing you are and have been to us and our ministry. As missionaries, we often find ourselves walking the extra mile for the sake of the ministry. Yet what you do as a church going that extra mile is a great encouragement. We thank you for your love for missions and your giving heart. What you do with the Christmas in October giving allows us to do special things as a family that otherwise we wouldn't be able to do. We cannot thank you enough. May God bless each of you for your love for the lost in Mato Grosso, Brazil. In Brazil for Christ, Peter, Zerline, Stanley, and Kevin Doolittle. My family and I have always been overwhelmed by your love prayers and generosity that you have bestowed upon us these many years. We understand and appreciate your sacrifice for the great cause of missions around the world. One of the gifts bestowed upon us by you, your Christmas in October gift, reflects such sacrifice, and oh, what a blessing it has been. Each year we have used the gift to reconnect with our family that until recently has been scattered over four time zones of the USA. This last year was a little different than past years as our combined family of eight kids, their spouses, and 16 grandchildren spanned four time zones, which represented a great logistical challenge for the holidays. We used the offering to travel to Michigan for Christmas, to Tennessee for New Year's, and to Texas in mid-January, Tim's birthday, to visit all of our eight children and 16 grandchildren. Words cannot express our joy that came with spending quality time with our kids and grandkids for the holidays, nor can words express our gratitude to you for all that providing, that opportunity financially for that to happen. We love you all. Again, we say thank you. Tim and Lisa Falk. Dear friends at FBC LOL, I want to thank you again for what you do for our family each year for Christmas. Sincerely, there have been years where our children would have not have received any gifts from us if it wasn't for your generous giving. This year, we have three children at PCC. 
They are working hard to pay for their college bill, but they cannot afford it on their own. We are helping as we can. Our plan this year is to skip Christmas gifts and use the money to fly our kids home to Romania for the holidays. Jacob has not been there, been home in four years, and Bethany has been gone for two years. So everyone in Romania is excited to see them, and we are excited to have Christmas as a family for the first time in years. Brent George, Romania and Ukraine. Dearest Pastor Peterson and church family, what a tremendous blessing your Christmas in October is to us. We used your offering last year to go on vacation this spring to New England states. Seeing and visiting the New England states has been a desire of both Jim and I. We truly enjoyed visiting these states and wish we could have spent more time in each. We could only spend a week this spring, but it was full of precious memories. Thank you so much for being such a blessing to us. May God richly bless you for being such a blessing to us. Joyfully and gratefully, Jim and Lori Lambert, Awana Ministries, Florida.
Our guest speaker this morning is our missionary we support in Uganda, Phil Prettyman. We've been supporting him right at about seven years now. And I, when I heard he was going to be in the States, I asked him if he'd come and be a part of this special uh, service we have here. I've asked Phil <clears throat> to uh, share what it's like to be a missionary, the joys, the blessings, but also the difficulties and the troubles that come from serving there in Uganda. So I asked him to come be with us this morning. He'll be with us again tonight following the uh, evening service, uh, give a devotion following our dinner. So Phil, come on up. <laughs> he did an outstanding job presenting his ministry during the Sunday school hour, and it's good to have him with us again. Thank you so much again. I've enjoyed all the, the music. It's been so beautiful. I've appreciated it. I know there's a lot of hard work that goes into all of that. Thank you so much. And thank you for allowing me to be a, a part of this very special day. It's an unusual day. Uh, I don't know of any other churches that celebrate Christmas in October. Uh, I don't know if I should tell you that that's in December or not, but uh, I think you know that. Uh, but we appreciate it so much. Our children have benefited so much from the Christmas gifts. We've always tried to get them fun things and things that they enjoy. Um, you know, we've got last time, I think we got a, a nice foosball table that we found, which was a, a surprise find there in Uganda, but we found one and we bought it. And uh, other times we've just taken extended vacations to special places where we could relax a little bit. Uh, but this church means a lot to us. And I know for a fact that when people hear uh, First Baptist Church Land of Lakes, missionaries are encouraged. They know that church is uh, working with us and they're serious about the Great Commission. And uh, sharing that, you know, it's, there's nothing worse than being misunderstood when you need to be understood you know, and when somebody understands why you're doing what you're doing, it makes a lot of it makes it brings a lot of help. I wanted to just read a few verses in First Corinthians 16, and I won't take long, but I wanted to read these verses. First Corinthians chapter 16 and verse 15. It, the Apostle Paul says, "I beseech you, brethren, ye know the house of Stephanus, that it is the first fruits of Achaia, and that they have addicted themselves to the ministry of the saints." You know, that really answers the question why we do what we do. Uh, you don't really have to ask an addict why uh, they do whatever it is they're addicted to because the addiction is kind of self-explanatory. And uh, we are addicted to the ministry of the saints. God has called us to preach the gospel of his dear son to every creature. And uh, sometimes mission work is stripped of all of the romance and there's no background music playing while you're doing it. Um, and uh, you continue to do it because, once again, you are addicted to it. You, you want God's will to be done. It is your passion. It is your obsession. And uh, we, we share that with our, our Heavenly Father who loved the world so much that He was willing to give His only begotten Son. And uh, that's, uh, that was quite a high price to, to pay. I know in just a few moments you're going to be bringing up uh, these uh, little gifts and putting them on the tree as a, a show of your love and uh, your support. Of course, our Heavenly Father put His Son on a tree. That was the price He paid because that was the, the value that He had upon us. And while Jesus was on earth, it was also His great obsession, His great focus. Uh, Jesus told His disciples, my meat is to do the will of Him that sent me and to finish His work. Uh, Christ, more than anything else, focused his life, his goal, his energies on reaching the lost with the gospel. I heard a story of uh, D.L. Moody that I always enjoy. He, he was uh, never one to miss an opportunity. And 
One day it was raining heavy in Chicago and he was sitting under an awning and he saw a man without an umbrella kind of running down the sidewalk trying to, to get out of the rain as fast as he could. And uh, D.L. Moody just kind of jumped out, opened his umbrella and said, do you mind if I walk you to the next place? And the man said, well, that's very kind of you. Thank you. And uh, D.L. Moody didn't waste a whole lot of time. He said, uh, I wanted to ask you a question. If you, if you died today, do you know you'd go to heaven? And the man said, that's none of your business. He said, well, actually, that is my business. And he said, you must be Mr. Moody. And he said, you're exactly right. He'd never met him before. But he had heard stories that this man lived the gospel. And I know this church is addicted to the gospel of Jesus Christ. Amen. And that's why you sacrifice and that's why you do what you do. And there's nothing that you help missionaries more in than that. That we are not alone in this burden and this passion of our Lord. Notice what the Apostle Paul said in verse number 18. For they have refreshed my spirit and yours. Um, you have many times done that for us as well. These people had visited Paul while he was on a missionary trip to Ephesus. And these individuals visited him and they were a great encouragement to him. And he said, you've refreshed my spirit. The Apostle Paul had low times in his life. He had times of great discouragement. You know, one chapter over in 2 Corinthians, he said we had the sentence of death within ourselves. Uh, that means we were depressed to the point of uh, we just want to die. That's, that's exactly what he meant. We, our, our heads were in the mouth of the lion. And, uh, and uh, you, you helped to deliver us. And uh, what a blessing you are. Missionaries do face great difficulties. You know, I was thinking about it as I watched the, the pictures and tried to take note, uh, looking at the children particularly. I think the greatest difficulty that missionaries face on the mission field is their children. Um, meaning that it's hard for a parent to watch their child suffer. Uh, I, not too long ago, I had to take uh, Ezra over here to get eight crowns in one sitting uh, because uh, he had had too much Christmas candy, apparently. And uh, so they had to put him under. And when, uh, when he was coming out of the anesthesia, they, they, they kind of prepped me. They said, and I don't know, have any, have any of you ever been involved with one of your, your kids, like six, seven, eight, being under anesthesia? If so, you probably know where this is going. Uh, the, the nurse came in and said, now, you really want to hold him real tight when he comes in. Don't let him scratch his eyes out. Don't let him throw himself off the bed. And I'm wondering, what did you do to my son in there? Uh, why would I even think that he would do that? But sure enough, they brought him in, and he was just coming out of it. And I mean, he was doing everything he could to throw himself off that bed. Slamming his head against the wall, and there goes the hands up to the eyes. Like, they knew what was going to happen. And uh, I told my wife after that, it was about 35 minutes that I said, I wouldn't do that again for a million dollars. That ripped me to pieces. I cannot stand to watch one of my kids suffer like that. Missionaries face that monthly. Um, it's one of the greatest challenges because uh, young people, aren't they haven't lived, they haven't experienced a lot of things, haven't matured, and so it can be a great challenge. When my wife and I were there our first year, we... Um, my wife came in one day, and she had a, a, a pregnancy test in her hand, and she handed it to me. And now we had another couple, uh, Lindsay and Joe, that we knew. And so I looked, and I said, oh, Lindsay's pregnant. She said, no, Phil, try again. I said, I know this isn't us. She said, this is us. <laughs> it's like, aren't we too old for this? Forgive me if that's TMI. I'm sorry. But, uh, uh, yeah, sure enough, she said, number seven's on the way. And right about that time, 
we, uh, we were told that we were not going to be able to stay under our NGO. There were some philosophical differences between us and the other group. And they said, you've got two months to get a new NGO. So I looked into it and found out that an NGO, establishing an NGO takes about two years. And so we were really starting to get stressed out because, you know, flying is not so good. My wife had already gone into premature labor and had a preemie on a flight uh, before. We, one, one of our children was born at 27 weeks, so two pounds, and it was quite an ordeal. So we were, we were kind of getting uh, uh, a little concerned about that. And uh, we, um, we began to, to seek any kind of way we could get this, this NGO. And uh, just about uh, maybe a month or two before my wife gave birth, uh, my, my son and I, Isaiah and I, were on a motorcycle, and we were driving back from a church plant in a village, and uh, on the, we were on a very rough dirt rock road, and there was an elderly man ahead of me on a bicycle, and out of nowhere, he just swerved right in front of me, and I knew I had two choices. I'm either going to kill that man, or I'm going to lay the bike down, and so I chose the latter. I, I The very best I could, I laid the bike down, and uh, it was a miracle. My, my son Isaiah rode me like a bronco. He did not have a bruise, a scratch, anything. He just climbed up on my left shoulder as I rumbled down that road. And when I got up, I, uh, my motorcycle was over there, and I could see that fuel was starting to leak out of the, the, the motorcycle. So I went over to lift it up, and when I tried to lift it up, I, I couldn't lift it. And uh, so I thought, it must be stuck or something. Maybe the handlebar got stuck in the mud. I don't know, but... I can't lift it, and I couldn't figure it out. I must have had a bunch of adrenaline pumping through my body. So I reached down again, and I, I'm like, I have no arm strength. And instinctively, I took my two hands, and I reached up for my collarbones, and I knew what the problem was then. I had co just completely broken this right collarbone, just a complete break. And uh, so for the next three months, I, I sat in a bed. How many of you have ever broken your collarbone? Man, that is not fun. I mean, broken a rib. I heard that's about the same thing, uh, you know, those floating bones. But when I'm supposed to be helping my wife, and we had to move out from where we were, which we were very familiar with, and, you know, we had a little bit of familiarity, and, you know, it was a house built for Americans, so it was kind of American-friendly. And we're going into town looking for a house where, uh, you know, there's no houses for people with, with seven kids, and uh, American-style, so... We ended up moving into this little place, and it was, it was very foreign to us. It was kind of scary, to be quite honest with you. It was a little unnerving. And uh, we, we had uh, thieves jumping over the wall almost nightly. So for about six months, uh, the dogs were just barking all night long. We had, we had terrible insomnia. My wife's having a baby. I can't help her. I could not lift myself out of bed. My wife, pregnant, nine months pregnant, would literally have to pull me out of bed. And uh, it was a very, very, very challenging time in our life. We had an, a midwife come over and, uh, from the U.S., and she delivered the baby in our bedroom in this little house. And I don't know if you know what it's like, you know, when darkness and sorrow can just start descending. And that's what was happening in our home. It was like, man, is this going to get worse? So our little boy was born, and about a week or two into his life, we noticed he wasn't gaining any weight. In fact, he was getting skinnier, and he just looked. We have pictures of him. He just looks like a skeleton. And we had no idea what was wrong. We called a doctor, and we said, hey, uh, what do you think's wrong with our little boy? He said, well, have you tested him for malaria? We said, well, no, we, we just have been so 
paranoid that we always have a mosquito net on him. You know, we just tried to be really careful. He said, I would test him for malaria. We tested him, and it was positive. So our one, week, one two-week-old, and I can't remember, someone like that, tested positive for malaria, which malaria there is cerebral malaria. If you don't treat it in three weeks, you are dead as an adult. So for a one-week, one two-week-old, we're thinking, like, I know what the medication did to me when I had it. I mean, I was like, what is it going to do to my one-week-old? My daughter also had malaria. She went from a 93 temperature to a 107 in, within one hour. Uh, so watching your kids suffer is the most challenging thing on the mission field. But you know the greatest blessing of the mission field is God's presence. When Abraham came back from that battle uh, with the, uh, those five kings and the king of Sodom and Gomorrah came and tried to bring him a reward, he, he refused it. And the next verse, the Bible says that the Lord appeared to him and said, Abraham, I am your exceeding great reward. Isn't that great? The greatest thrill of missions is a level of intimacy with Christ that cannot be known in any other arena. And you're part of that. You say, well, we're not in Uganda. Well, you really are. You really are more than you know. And the work that you do here has... I, I can't even, I don't have words to form to tell you what a big part of it you are, and we appreciate you so much. All right, if you would please go ahead and take out your little stocking that you received when you came in. If you did not get one, gentlemen, there's some extras back there. If you did not receive one when you come in, if you hold your hand up, I'd like to bring it to you right where you're at. Keep your hand up till they get to you. We ask if you have an offering or to give the missionaries, you'd put that in the stocking. If you are visiting with us and do not bring an offering, that's no problem whatsoever. We're just glad you're here. Please don't feel pressured in any way in giving. If you like to, that's fine. If you can't, that's fine too. We're going to ask each one of you just a moment if you come up here and take this stocking and hang it on the trees and we can give you details. The gentleman's over here too also. Hold your hand up high there, brother. There you go. They're working their way over to you. Keep it up. They, they, there you go. Keep it up. They're looking for you. <laughs> right there. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> there was a boy short back there. All right. Listen carefully, please. All of you on this side over here, we're going to dismiss you. And the ushers are going to dismiss you row by row. We ask when you come down, if you come up on this side of the platform, directly behind me, there's a step. The steps up there, then you go over and hang your stocking on the tree over here. Then you go out the side door and, and go back to your seat. Those of you on this side, if you'd come up here on this side of the uh, pulpit, again, directly behind me is a step. If you would go up to that and hang your stocking on that step over there, that tree over there. Please be careful of the steps. And when you're going, we'll have people up there to help you. Also, for those of you that are not comfortable going up the steps, there's a tree right over here that's rotating. Underneath this uh, screen, you can go over and hang your uh, stocking on that. And so, if you would do that, please. And uh, let me say this before we start. Thank you so much for giving to our missionaries. And you saw the blessing it is to our missionaries through those letters, and we're so grateful that you're able, that you do that. I'm looking forward to getting more letters and what this, this offering did for them. So, uh, thank you so much. And uh, if the people would come forward, please, uh, on the platform. There will be, be people to help you up and down the steps if you need that. And again, for those who cannot, there's, there's a, a tree over there. 
me. It's a beautiful sight seeing all those uh, stockings on the tree. Thank you again on behalf of our missionaries. You're giving. Uh, let me close with this. Uh, we have a special gift for all our children when they leave, a nice flavored candy cane that will be at the back door for all the children when they leave. Uh, let me close with this. Uh, we don't want anyone to ever misunderstand Think you have to give something to go to heaven. The Bible says all the giving required for you to have eternal life, Christ gave when he gave himself for us. He gave, got for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. I'm going to heaven not because of anything I've given to God, but rather what Christ gave for me. Christ gave his life for me. He died on the cross and paid for my sin, was buried and rose again and offers us eternal life as a free gift. So if you're here today and you've never received Christ as Savior, that's our foremost desire, uh, that you might understand what Christ did for you and trust him to be your Savior. And uh, for those of you who are saved, isn't it a joy to know that our missionaries are sharing that good news around the world and other countries where we cannot go in our behalf, sharing the good news of Jesus Christ. But thank you so much. We hope you come back and be with us tonight. We're going to all, not going to meet in here. We're going to meet down the gymnasium. We'll have a nice dinner meal out there. We're going to start with the meal, so go right on in. If you're bringing food, we ask you to bring that a little early, maybe uh, 15 minutes early, and drop the food off, and then we'll have a meal together, good fellowship. We're going to have, we're going to read a few more letters to you we got from missionaries. Then Brother Phil is going to give a brief devotional from God's Word following the meal. So thank you so much. Let's all stand together, and Brother Troy is going to come. I'm going to close with a hymn. And again, don't forget, children, as you go out the door, pick up one of the candy canes, uh, the color of your choice. Thank you so much. God's hallowed on the mountain, over the hills and everywhere. God's hallowed on the mountain, that Jesus Christ is born. God bless you, see you tonight at 6.